anyway, to, to get to the, into, into the message, I want to I wanna first of all, in Judges 6.34, and I'm going to pray. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, I, I, my spirit isn't racing. That's not what it is. My spirit is calm because you are leading my spirit. But, Father, I, I, what I'm asking is that I would truly be set aside, Father, and that you would speak. Father, this is a crucial time. They're in the midst of a fast, God. Women are separating, whether they're doing Daniel, once the, whether they're eating once a day, or whatever they're doing every other day. It doesn't make a difference, God. This church is separating. They are seeking you, God. They want you. So, Father, I ask that your spirit with this church, with the men and the women of this church, God, that you would really, really revolutionize change, eliminate, disperse, bless, and bring pleasure, Father. Bring pleasure and let them give pleasure. Father, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My message that I'm going to talk about today is, do you please... Are you pleasing? Are you pleasant? Or do you give pleasure? Which one are you? Look at your neighbor. Say, which one are you? Do you please? Are you pleasing? Are you pleasant? Or do you give pleasure? Ask your neighbor, which one are you? Which one are you? Who are you when nobody's looking? Who are you when no one's looking? In Judges 6, 34, I'm going to open up with that scripture. And the reason why I'm going to open up with that scripture is because the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet. And the Azarites were called together to follow him. There's a call to arms that has gone out internationally and here locally. There's a call. And that call, when it says a call to arms, it means to follow. It means to gather into the house. It means to join. It means to gather. It means to enter into battle. Are you ready? Are you, I mean, are you really, really ready? And if you go down, and this is what was, what, what we're, uh, if you go down to 1 Kings, First Kings chapter 1, verse 3, verse 8 and 9, and I'm going to read it. Now, you guys have gathered, you're called to arms, but yet there's a declaration that's went out here, right? And the declaration says, and so she wrote letters. And and, okay. And sent the letters to the elders and to the nobles and who were living in Naboth. 
and she wrote them, wrote, she wrote in the letter saying, proclaim a fast. A fast has been proclaimed here. Am I right? Right? Okay, there's been a proclamation of a fast here, right? We're actively in the heart of a fast, right? Right? And you know what? Don't, if you're not, let me, let me get something straight for the record. If you're not participating fully, don't trip. Just bend your heart that way. Okay, don't trip, don't get guilty, don't feel shame, don't put yourself in a position that you stretch it a little bit, don't do that. Just bend your heart that way. Say, God, let me jump in. God, let me fit in where I, let me get in where I fit in. That's the most important thing. So I'm asking you again, there's some women, there's some people here that in this fast, you guys are praying, from what I understand. You have names that you're praying for every day, like Elise, Lisa, Cookie, Brittany, Asia, I think I pronounced it right, Jessica, Tony, Artie, Floor, Maggie, and Alicia today. Am I correct? Am I, I'm, on, I'm on the money, right? I ain't missing nothing? Okay. Any of these people here? Raise your hand. Who are you? Okay. Go ahead. Say your name if you if I called your name. Okay. Who else? Tony. Okay. Good. Good. So we're called to arms. We're here. We're here to follow in the house, join together into battle. And in the midst of the battle, we're in a fast, right? So where does please, pleasing, pleasant, and pleasure come in? Can you tell me? I'll tell you. Okay. Please, there's four ways, if I could put it to you like this, there's four ways that we can uh, approach God, biblical approach God. That's biblical. And announced, like, there's 324 ways that the word please is mentioned in the Bible. Okay? And when you please the Lord, or when you please somebody, please is a form of serving. Can I please help you? Can I please get this for you? Can I please, um, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, a polite form of purpose. When, can, you, can you agree with me on that? Right? It is also an act of satisfi satisfaction. This light is bright. But I like it. Don't get it twisted because I can see. It's also an act of satisfaction. But one thing about when you please somebody, sometimes it gets a little tiresome. Sometimes it gets a little hard. Sometimes you don't feel like pleasing. Okay? Let me give you an example. Now, a wife, she knows that it pleases her man when he gets off of work, that dinner is on the stove rocking. Something about that just sets the pace for him, right? But there's times that wife don't feel 
like putting that food on the stove. It is, uh, it pleases him, but it ain't pleasing to her. Am I right or am I wrong? And so it, 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 it becomes like a, like a, a boredom. It, it's not desirable. It, um, it, uh, what it does, it, it puts you in a, in a wrong mindset. And what happens when you get saved and you come to understand the Lord, the first thing you want to do is you want to please the one that saved you, right? And in pleasing the Lord, you realize, you begin to realize your identity. Like, man, I chose to serve the Lord. I'm no longer serving the enemy, right? Am I right? You start, and what you do is you start to please God. You start to do things that you feel are the right things to do to please him. Am I correct? Right? Am I right? And what happens is if you don't take on the right attitude and really understand his, the spiritual authority that's in your life, you don't allow the Lord to show you your weaknesses. You just begin to serve and serve and serve and serve. And then there's no communication where he's beginning to show you this is an area, that's an area. And then it becomes heavy because you're serving. But you say, but Lord, I'm pleasing you. This pleases you, right, God? It pleases you. But yet it becomes heavy. Am I right? Right? Okay. I want you to follow me because we're going someplace here. And so another thing that happens is when you, when you don't allow the Lord to show you those weaknesses, in your spiritual walk as you grow in Christ, you will develop cycles of ups and downs. One minute he up, and the next minute he down. <gasps> One minute up, oh, pray for me. Next minute he down. One minute you got blessings, the next thing minute you're in pitfalls because you're in this mode to please and not really Getting, allowing the Lord to show you your weaknesses, to show you really where you're at. Are you following me? Is it, am I making sense? All right. But God, I'm pleased. Lord, I went. I served over there, Lord. I did what I was supposed to do. Right? Are you with me? Following me? See, when you please God, what you got to do is you got to seek him with a consistency. This is the first step. With a consistency to maintain a confession and a repentance before the Lord. You have to have a, cons not this fly by night. Not this, you have to have, okay, you have to have a confession and a repentance. Lord, show me. Where am, what am I doing? Okay? Are you with me? Okay. 
So that's please. The next one is pleasing. Now, what's the difference between please and pleasing, right? I was trying to figure that out too, but there's a difference, okay? Pleasing is like this. When something pleases, when you're pleasing someone, or you're, you're being pleased, you like it, right? Right? Pleasing is you lie, I lie, right? It's like, I wish I, I got it, right? This is pleasing, right? Right? Okay? So it's giving and causing a gratification. And what happens, this is what happens, when you get in the mode of pleasing the Lord, okay, you think you're really pleasing God, but really you're pleasing yourself. Okay? You think you're pleasing God, but you're really pleasing yourself. Because you know why? All of a sudden you realize, I am somebody. And I got privileges, and I have an inheritance, and I have rights, and ministry is doing good, and I got favor, and man, it's rocking. See, so who's really being... It's being pleasing to you at this moment, okay? It's being pleasing to you. It feels good to you. It's rolling. It's rocking, right? You follow me? Yeah, it's rolling. Man, ministry's live, man. I can say something and they got to ju jump. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Don't, don't, get like, don't get like John the Baptist. It got real good to John, okay? They... They said John appeared to be out of control, okay? This is what John did. John called down fire from heaven to people who did not come to his meetings. That's how, rap, that's how serious and that's how good it got to John. John went to rebuking people for, for casting out demons, and they weren't in his group. How are you going to go cast somebody out, a demon out, and you didn't come to my meeting? That was John. John was, how you going to go do that? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray down the fire on that group over there, God, because they didn't come to my meeting. It got good. John the Baptist now. We're talking about the beloved John got busy like that because it got good to him. It got good. Are you following me? You follow me, right? Okay, I want you to follow me. It got good. It got good to John. John was so bold. Wait a minute. This is John. John was so bold. He went up to Jesus, and he said, you know what? Jesus, I want to sit at the right-hand side of you. That's how bold John got. I want, you know what? Look. It's rocking over here. Ministry's flying over here. We doing it over here. Under your instructions, of course, Jesus. But I want to be at your right-hand side. I want everybody in his heart, in his motives. I want everybody to know I'm the one who's in charge. It's deep, huh? It's pleasing. 
Why am I going here? I don't know. He wanted everybody to know, when you get to pleasing, you got to really allow the Lord to really check your motives. Really like, Lord, is this you or is this me? Am I really pleasing you, God, or is this really bringing... Am I pleasing myself? Huh? It makes you step back and think. And you know what? John the Baptist did that because he was the one that wound up laying his head on the chest of Jesus. He was the beloved John the Baptist. Then there's pleasant. And I'm not going to be a long time. But then there's pleasant. And pleasant, so there's please. Are you pleasing? Are you, do you please the Lord? Are you pleasing to the Lord? Or are you pleasant? Pleasant is works. Now, you know, how do you get works out of pleasant? Can you tell me that? I'm going to tell you. Pleasant's mentioned 119 times in the Bible. Pleasant is works and it's our disposition. Because see, when you're pleasant... You come polite about ministry. You have an appearance of looking like you're agreeable in all manners and habits. When something's pleasant, it's a fragrance. Right? Right? Pleasant smell, you can smell it, right? It smells good. Right? I won't stay up there. I like it better down here. (laughs) When something is pleasant, it enters the room, and then it exits real quickly. You ever check that out? Man, that smelled good. Where'd it go to? It goes, you know, am I right or am I wrong? What's that you wear? Ooh, that food smells good. But what happens is when something's pleasant, just as fast as it entered in, it leaves. Like work, you go do it, and then you exit stage left. And what happens is you begin to view God. If you don't have the right attitude and being pleasant with the Lord, you begin to view God as a strict coach because that's your mode of operation. You're in the work mode. Now, there's a difference between serve and work. So this is is a little bit more mature. I'm talking really to the more mature group that's been around, if I could put it to you like that. You begin to view God as a strict coach. And when things don't go right, because you're really not seeking him the way that you know you really should be seeking him, and things don't go right, you begin to think that God allows harsh things to happen. Like, what's up, God? And you'll start functioning in a political politeness. When something goes on, I'll pray for you, knowing you're not going to pray. 
Amen. You say all the right words at that time. You know all the key, you know when to say, I got you. Now, why am I saying this? Am I making sense today? Am I making sense? Why am I saying this? Why do you think I'm saying this? See, when you're pleasant, the fragrance is temporary. You know, like when you get a good perfume, it lasts all day long. Then you buy a cologne. Okay, I'm good for four hours. But then when you get the body spray, as soon as you walk out the door, it's gone. Right? That's sometimes how we are with the Lord. Real quick about it. Real quick. It evaporates. See, the fragrance and the presence of God evaporates straight out of our lives. That's deep, huh? Being pleasant. And then also what we do is, because we're like, well, God, well, God, we think we're in alignment. We really do. And I'm going to be real. Let's, let's just keep it real today. We think we're in alignment. We really think we're in alignment with God. We didn't read a little bit. We didn't pray a little bit. We didn't did all the little things that we know we're supposed to do. But what happens is we'll start to view God as a judge and when we do blow it, we'll automatically think that he's angry with us. See? See, we'll think he's angry with us because we blew it. And then what happens if somebody else does something, we'll judge them indirectly because we're thinking that's how God is thinking. See? Are you following me? That's fragrance. It's temporary. It doesn't last long. Why? Why, isn't, why aren't we pleasant for a long period with the Lord? What happens? Ask your neighbor, what happens? Now tell them to answer you. Yeah, I'm serious. What do you think happens? Huh? And another thing about pleasant is we're trying to always work. We're always trying to figure it out. We're, or, or we get in this mode. We get in this mode that we feel like maybe we're not judging, but we'll, we'll be really hard on ourselves, and we'll be like, man, God, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And we always walk around with something don't go right in some form of condemnation, or I didn't do something right, or something's wrong with me, or and you're always just evaluating yourself, and, and you, know, you just stay all messed up. But, but really, at the end of the day, when struggles come or temptations come, you can't manage it. You have a, you have a miniature meltdown by yourself. Or you might have a big meltdown in front of everybody. Pleasant. Pleasant. Are you pleasant to the Lord? Pleasant relates to beauty. When we're pleasant to God, we should gaze upon his beauty of the Lord. This is a place where, and I'm going to talk to the, if I could say, and not to get me wrong, because if you, if you really are pleasant, but I'm going to talk to the ones that have been around a while. When you're really a pleasant,
pleasant fragrance to God. You get at a place that you can release the wealth of your house to him and it's biblical. And you have to understand when you do that, people aren't going to like it. There are going to be people that, that look, and this is a biblical scripture. This is Revelations, um, no, it's, uh, I had it up here. It's biblical, trust me. Ask me afterwards. When you're pleasant, you begin to really understand the beauty of his inheritance. In Revelations 3.21, let's go to it. I'm getting ready to land in just, give me 10 more minutes. When you're pleasant, when you really become pleasant, you get at a place in your life that you can lay it down. You can lay it, you can lay down the wealth of your house. You begin to really lay down a sacrifice. A strong sacrifice. A real sacrifice. Because you understand the inheritance and you understand the beauty of God. It says here in Revelation 3.21, he who overcomes, I will grant to him that he will be able to sit down with me on my throne. Now, what does that mean? Sit down with me on my throne. That means you have access to everything, every spiritual blessing that is in Christ Jesus. But do you believe that? Do you believe that? How many believe that? You really believe that? Okay, good. The next one is pleasure. So we please, pleasing, pleasant, and pleasure. Pleasure in Psalms, according to Psalm 1611, you will show me the path of life. You can play a little bit softly. Um, you will show me the path of life because in your presence is the fullness of joy and at the right hand are your pleasures. Pleasure, just real soft. Pleasure When there's pleasure, there's romance. When there's pleasure, there's the will of God. And when there's pleasure, there's intimacy. And there's a big difference between intimacy and romance. There really is. And I say those, th those, those in this way because romance is courting. And you can court God anytime, and God can court you. Will is when you really, 
There's this, that serious component in that relationship. That seriousness. And then the intimacy is the vulnerability. Pleasure is a state and it's a feeling. It's gratification. It's delight. It's amusement. It's quality. You got to seek for pleasure. You even got to plan for pleasure. It's happiness. It's gladness. It's a feeling of being, being or take. It's a feeling of being. In other words, your being feels it. It's a quiet sense of well-being. It's a total comfort. It's enjoyable. It's an agreeable sensation of emotion. It's something that we give and we delight. This is one that I really liked. It's making enjoyment as the chief object of life. See, when you want to bring pleasure to God, you're saying, God, I am saying to you, I want that you would enjoy me so much that it's the chief object of my life. I want to bring pleasure to you that that's, that's what I want. I want my life to be the chief enjoyment that God, you would enjoy me, that I aim, that I aim that you would enjoy me. Now, come on, you know, come on, Shelly. For real? For real. And these men are probably saying, why did I come tonight? Because he enjoys you. You bring him good pleasure. Do you know our whole purpose? Our whole purpose, why God created us, do you know why? To bring him good pleasure. That's our purpose. How come we don't do that? And you know what's so, what's so amazing? Is we think... Sometimes we think if we're not doing this and we're not doing that, we're not doing this, we're not doing that, that it doesn't bring enjoyment to God. Do you know God loves us in our weaknesses? He loves us in our shortcomings. He loves us in all ways. It's just a matter of acknowledging him and knowing him and knowing his personality. You want, you want to draw people to you? No God. No God. 
I didn't mean to shake you up, but I wanted to shake you up. No God and people will be drawn to you. Because you got something that they can't get, they can't touch, and they want to know it. I'm serious. No God. Know his personality. Know what he likes. Know what, what attracts him. Let me tell you, you get to doing that. And this is the truth. All of heaven will stop. And the favor of God will come on your life so powerful. It'll blow everybody's hair back bald. You get to know in God. I want to know you, God. And not through no ritual or that's a thing you do when you go to the altar. You know, let me just, I want to know you got, now please. Please. Let's keep it real. Can you, can you imagine waking up tomorrow morning and say, God, I want you to enjoy me today. Could you imagine waking up and say, God, I want you to enjoy me. I want you to enjoy me. I ain't thinking about no me. I want you to enjoy me. What do I want to know what you want? What is attractive to you? Because I want you to enjoy me. And then after that, you roll over to your man and said, I want you to enjoy me too. Hi. Try that approach with him on tomorrow morning. Boy, looky here. No. All right, let me stop. I'm having flashbacks. Pleasure. 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 As I said, pleasure is knowing his personality. It's not the knowledge of him. His will, and his will ain't easy. We don't know this thing. But you will win people. Sister Cella was praying hard for the city, and you guys were in agreement. And she was very detailed in her prayer. I was listening. I was listening. I was listening. I was like, man, yeah, yeah. That, when you know God... That's what's going to win your city. I have a story. And I'm going to close with this story, but keep on playing. It's my girl over there. I have a story. Pastor and Mitzi are our spiritual parents. And um, Kenny and I have a business in the Berkeley, El Cerrito, Richmond area, a gym. We didn't have a spa, we had a gym. And we would just went down to the mother church one weekend, and Tim and I go back years because of the prayer retreats. You know. And we were just talking, and Tim said, come on down. Huh? He said, can you come down for three months, six months, get some training? Brother, you're trying to take my back down. I got a business. He said, well, you can stay. He can come. He looked at Tim like he'd have lost his mind. So then it got good to my husband. He's like, yeah. So then after that, I'm going somewhere with this. After that, 
we, we started going down like every other weekend, staying a week, you know. And then New Year's Day, Pastor Sonny Sr. said to us, he goes, so you're staying, right? Huh? It's last year. You're staying, right? Well, you ain't going to tell the man, the big man, the papa, the grandpapa, the great, 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 great grandpapa. No, right? Okay, you ain't going to say, you're like, okay, you done heard from God. Oh, yeah, we're staying. Right. Now, in the midst of this, okay, let me tell you what happened. This woman just gave me all this spa equipment. I have a 3,000 square foot building, right? And I just put in all this piping and, and all this spa stuff for manicure and pedicure. And I'm thinking, yeah, we're getting to rock with me, you know, right? And right in the midst of it, Kenny said, okay, we're moving. I'm, okay, so we decided to move. So we landed. We moved to L.A., packed everything up. And I've been running my gym for the last, you know, I, for always. I was always running my gym. So I decided, that's like all of a sudden you, you know, it's like, that's like them just skying up and there's no leadership, no nothing, because they ran everything, okay? I was the mom and pop. They ran, they didn't have no leadership, okay? It was just them. And they just skied up and left the people all by themselves, okay? So that's what happened. I have a membership, members, right? So we told the ladies, we're leaving for a year, okay? My husband's going down for training. You'll be all right. We're leaving for a year. So I've been commuting back and forth. But in the meantime, it got real crazy. This woman sued me. I sued her back. Up and down. My membership dropped. My staff, I found every weak area of my life. Everything that I thought I knew, I didn't know, and they didn't know. And I just, everything, my membership dropped. 90 members, do the numbers, 90 times 50, okay? Membership, my husband didn't get no work over there. We went down there, moved, moved the business twice. No work, brother couldn't bring home a dime, okay? I'm serious, literally. So we went from one income, two incomes to one income. We left up out of here with $40,000. 10,000 we took out to move, and 30,000 we drove to LA in. Well, we broke. We went through it all, okay? It's getting a little rough. And my husband, he's feeling it, he's feeling it, he's feeling it, right? Then more opposition, and then somebody slandered me, talked about me like a dog and put it all on everywhere. My brother died. My mama came and they diagnosed her with, uh, I don't receive it, but they diagnosed her with that bad word, the D word. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. And so I was like, man, God, what are you doing? Were we supposed to come? You know? And then we're not real, it, 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 you know, we weren't like, it wasn't, everything didn't, like we thought we were gonna happen. And so we were bummed. <laughs> Come March, people calling us, taxes, bill collectors. I'm like, God, come on, God. And I'm seeking God. I'm seeking God. But I'm feeling this condemnation, thinking, God, what did you do? What did we do? You know, I became pleasant to the Lord. And then I started getting judgmental. I did. It's like, well, man. Why is it happening with them and it ain't happening with us? 
just keeping it real. And I didn't realize I had that attitude. And I'd run in and run in out. My God, I was bummed. I was bummed. I didn't know God liked this. I said, look, I don't know you like this. I didn't. I ain't never, look, I ain't never budgeted nothing like that. I'm being real. But he always came on time. But I never had to budget. I've never been broke, saved. I'm being honest. I've never been broke, saved. So it was a whole new era for me. And I'm being for real. I, I've always kept a stash. Look, what you need? Come on, let's go underneath the carpet. Always. <laughs> you know, so it was new. It was new to me. It was new. And so I was like, okay, God. My husband was bummed, and I'm getting ready to close right now. And so my husband was bummed, and we did a pledge for $10,000 and couldn't make the pledge. We've never not made pledges. And he went up to Pastor Sonny Jr., and he just said, you know, I'm sorry. He goes, I'm sorry because I'm ashamed as a man. I gave my word, and I couldn't fulfill it. This was March 28th. He goes, I could not fulfill it. He's bombed, man. My husband's bombed, right? Pastor Cindy goes, let me pray for you. He prayed for my husband. And the next day, he got a job. <laughs> you know, a polishing job, but he got a job, okay? So then the next day after that, he got a job, and he got a job. And so things started picking up a little bit. Just a little bit, but it started picking up a little bit, right? So about two weeks ago, I get a call from, they, they filmed this for Treasures about four months ago. And so they called me up, and they go, Sharon, we want to finish filming because we want to put you on the next series. And I go, okay. And they go, they go we want to film you at Chino, and we want to film you at, uh, at um, we want to film you at, um, at, at Chino and at the park with your man and at Curves. And I go, well, my Curves is up north, right? My Curves is up north. He goes, well, Julina said, well, call around and see if you could use one down here. So I did. I called. Remember I told you that if you know God, people will be drawn to you? Okay, I got a story. All right. So I said, I said, okay, so I called around. There's word the church is right in the center. There's a, a club three miles that way and a club three miles that way. So I called the club and I said, hey, you know, I'm they want to film me, Daddy. Can we can we do it? They go, yeah. Okay, good. All right, great. Hallelujah. You know, man, things are starting to move a little bit there, you know. And so, anyway, so what happened was, um, she goes, by the way, we're selling this club. I go, you are? Because I've been commuting back and forth every week, every other week. It ain't no joke, man. It ain't with my mama. So then what happened was, is I said, okay. So I went in. I said, well, let me go talk to these people. I went into the, this is the truth. I went in and, you know, I've been doing curves for a long time. I tore their club up. I said, y'all ain't doing this. You ain't doing that. Your staff ain't doing this. Look, they ain't way to measure. They ain't, I tore them up. I went in there with my mug on. I said, I'll give you $5,000, and that's in two payments. I lowballed them. And then I said, and I got a life. So if you don't want to do it, that's fine. And I walked out. Two days later, the other curves calls me up and says, you want to buy my curves? I'm like, really? Hmm, we're on a roll now. Shut up. Okay? Listen to this. So she says, yeah. So she finally tells me some off-the-wall number and once. I said, now you done bumped your head. Forget it. So I'm like, back.
we were at, right? So on Tuesday, they, they, I didn't hear no more from that club. On, you know, so I'm like, okay, you know, we're pushing forward. Things are still moving forward with us. You know, we're starting to see some light. Kenny's getting some jobs in and stuff like that, right? You know, and so, you know, and we're, you know, pushing in and doing what we got to do, right? So then what happened is I get a phone call at Curves. And they go, hey, Sharon, we decided to take you up on your offer. We'll take it, $5,000. You pay the closing costs, we'll take it. I said, well, okay. But I don't know about the closing costs, but we'll, we'll, you know, let's move forward, right? So I hang up the phone, and I said, God, I ain't got $5,000. <laughs> but I've been seeking God. But all this time I've been walking like a condemnation, like something's wrong with me. But I'm seeking God, right? And this lady walks through the club, been a member for four months. And I said, God said, talk to her. So I took her into my spa, and I sit her down, and she goes, I, I go to her, I go, I said, hey, can I be straight? She goes, yeah. She says, before I say yes, I'm going to talk to her attorney first. I said, okay. And I begin to tell her a situation, not about the gym, just it's rough. She goes, Sharon, how much do you need? I said, $5,000. She said, is that all? I said, yeah. She said, okay, I'll write you a check right now scared me. I said, no, 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 you're scaring me, right? And then, and then she comes out and she goes, and I want that purse because I sell purses. She goes, I want that purse. And I go, no, you can have that purse. She goes, no, I want that purse. And I want that wallet and put the tax on. She goes, and I'll be back tomorrow with the check. So the next day she came back, she gave me the check, got the receipt right there. Okay. I'll show it to you. Okay. But wait a minute. Now listen to this. And I could, I'm so like excited. And I said this for a reason. I meet with another one of my members. And we go out to lunch. And first thing she, and she ain't no believers. They ain't believers. But she says to me, okay, it's been a year. Did you talk to your pastor? Okay. Remember I told you a year. Members, they don't forget, right? Did you talk to your pastor? Yeah. And what are you guys going to do? We're going to stay. Oh, are you going to sell your club? No. Oh, Okay. And then I said, I go, I'd be selling it prematurely. She goes, okay. She goes, I'll help you. Remember I told you I'm trying to get this management? And, and she goes, I'll help you. I go, you will? She goes, yeah. She goes, introduce me at your next staff member, staff meeting. This woman did, she's phenomenal. She's a CPA. She goes, introduce me at your next staff meeting, and I'll help you, Sharon. I'll help you. And I said, okay, okay. Right on. Praise God. So we leave up out of there, and we go back to my gym. And she sits down like Carrie is right for me, and she looks at me, and she goes, Sharon? I go, yeah. She goes, well, $10,000 do? In less than one week, I am not lying to you. I just picked it up yesterday. She calls me the next day. She goes, how fast do you need the money? I go, well, you know. <sighs> She goes, I'll bring you a check tomorrow. So she, I said, okay. This was last Friday, Saturday. She goes, I'll bring you the check. Then she calls me on Saturday. She goes, you know, Sharon, $10,000 ain't going to be enough for you. She goes, you'll be back Wednesday because you told me you were going to be speaking at Hayward, right? So she said, come pick up a check. She gave me a check for $12,500.
$17,000 in less than a week. $17,500. This is the check. 17000 I got the other one right here. What do we see? Seventeen. What I'm saying is pleasure. God ain't looking at all that junk we think he's looking at. It's not. He ain't tripping. Stop tripping. Stop wigging and stop thinking about the past and the woulda, coulda, shut us. And the unforgiveness and all the junk. Stop it. What you can't do and you should have did and what that person did you and you're offended here and you're doing that and you're lacking here and this person, don't do that no more. Wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I want you to enjoy me. Me. Me, God. Me. You and me. You and me, God. I want to bless your name. What did I say? If you know God, all this time I've been showing just, all them women are attracted to me. They're attracted to the God in me. When you know your God, when you know your God, all I can give him is God. You will draw them to you because you're drawing them to him. All I gave him is God. All I gave him was God. That's all I did was give him God. No more trips. No more letting your kids affect you. No more letting your husband affect you. No more. Don't let it get to you. No more. See, God, I want to enjoy. I want you to enjoy me. I want to make you proud. I want to to bless your name. Let me bless you, God. Let me bless you, God. Show me how to bless you, God. What do I need to do to bless you, God? What do I need? Show me you so I can bless you, God. Show me. God will stop all of heaven to show you. Because he created you for his good pleasure. You bring him joy. You You bring God comfort. And how do you bring God comfort? You make him feel good. Because that's his creation. Stop it. Halt it. Right now. Halt it. Thank you, baby. Halt it. Say no more. No more. I ain't going to fuss no more. I ain't going to talk back no more. I ain't going to complain no more. I ain't going to try to operate in please, pleasing, and, 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 and pleasant. No more. No more. No more. I want to bless your name.